Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the worst year ever. No, it's fine. It's what? the what? welcome back to the year that everybody had fun during. Best the one that is ever. now. Welcome to the best time year ever. of the year. I would say that actually. I think this is the best year of the year of this year. Yeah, um, like if we had to, if we had to pick a year out of 2020 that's the best, we'd pick 2020. Right? I, I would this say one. this this the, by any metric, this has been the number one 2020 that I've experienced. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's wild like, so how like, it's different this 2020 feels from the last time I talked to you in 2020. Mm. Jesus Christ! I unbelievable. Well, so, very believable, but. I mean, I think we can refer to what's happening right now as an uprising. I think that's yeah. broadly pretty fair. Um, a revolution? I, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, People it's, revolting, it's hard to say, at least. To be seen. Yeah. It's impossible to say where this is all going to end up. Um, yeah. And, and how far any of this is going to go. But I will say I didn't expect it to get like this um like i so fast a lot of people have been messaging me about um it could happen here my Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. where i talk about this exact thing happening and like oh my god you were prophetic like you predicted all this and like i'm still very surprised by everything that's happening i'm very surprised by how it's gone down even though i did like i did literally lay out a lot of this very directly the fact that it's happening is still like deeply bizarre and and it's surreal yeah it was it could happen here not it will happen. it will happen here this not not like a year to the day after the episode uh, almost a year to the day after the episode um about the president sending tanks into an american city under revolt the president sent tanks into an american city under revolt (laughs) for listeners but just in case for our listeners just in case you're not aware of what we're talking about we are talking about the murder of George Floyd and the ensuing protests that have erupted all over this nation every day for the past week, just about. I'm sure you knew that. Yeah, but now right. I've you, said like it. if you didn't know, um, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. But welcome. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of different things that we can talk about today. Um, Robert, you have been on the ground in Portland intensely. Yeah. Covering these protests, <sighs> last night being a truly remarkable number of people showing up to yeah, more than ten thousand, more than yeah. ten thousand people. Yeah. Um. In L.A., we have had protests all over the city, 
Uh, it's a big city. It's, you know, not like one central spot, but you're seeing them pop up in all of the different communities, communities that are never touched by this kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's wild right now. It sure is. Um, I think I've been tear gassed, I don't know, 70 ish times in the last three days. Um, I'm going to say that doesn't sound healthy. That's a lot. In three or four hours, probably. Um, you know, maybe more, um, because they were firing impact munitions at other people. Um, I had a couple flashbang grenades explode right next to me. You know, that more of that will happen. They've been throw- they've been just shooting the grenades at people. I yeah. was hit with a tear gas grenade yesterday, um, which thankfully wasn't that bad. It hit me in the boot, bounced up onto my leg. I'm curious if you're seeing a change in the response in some capacity. So I know that over this weekend you witnessed a lot of brutality. Uh, yeah. firsthand and documented it. And last mm-hmm. night there were so many people that the cops were outnumbered um, and your live yeah, stream kept getting interrupted. So it was hard to continue tracking at a certain point for a while. But um, up until that point you had seen from what I understood, not very much violence from the police, um, not compared to the day before anyway. And I'm curious how, if that maintained Obviously, no. you got tear gassed, no. <laughs> so the, I'm the wrong. Police, I'm not wrong, but... The police attempted to do some PR yesterday. There was, like, an article that one of the bad local stations put about, like, police kneeling with protesters, and, like, they, they described yeah. it as an act of solidarity from the police. What it actually was was the police putting on their gas masks, and not that long after that photo right. was taken, they started gassing that crowd. But that was one of, like, three protests in Portland that night, and a much larger crowd, ten to 13,000 people which, you know, the Portland Police Bureau is only about 1,000 people. So more a, a crowd larger than the whole Portland Police Bureau surrounded their headquarters um, for hours um, and demanded that they, like, kneel and take off their riot gear. The police didn't. You know, after hours and hours, the crowd thinned, thinned out to five or 6,000. And then, you know, there were some tense moments. The police claimed that there was a break-in at the Justice Center. I didn't see evidence of that. I saw a lot of spray painting on the, the Justice Center. I didn't see any windows broken. Um but at some point, you know, a couple of plastic bottles and stuff were thrown at police and they started firing tear gas and impact munitions into the crowd. People in the crowd started firing fireworks back at the police, mortars and stuff. Um, and there was like a brief fight with police just unloading everything they had into the crowd. A few people tossing fireworks at the police. The crowd scattered, reformed three times, um, getting smaller each time as people were like, disoriented and, and and frightened. And then you know, by the end of the night, there was one point in the evening where the police just drove a motorcade of vehicles through a crowd of people. Thankfully, wow. no one was seriously f- injured. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all I mean, video. we are Rolling seeing trend. this stuff. We've seen this Rolling in trend. many cities all over the country yeah. with vehicles, yeah. specifically um, police vehicles, just going into crowds of people. Yeah, um, this is, uh, it's, Shades of what we've seen for the past many, many years. Um, it's very bizarre to see it uh, laid out yeah. uh, so much more clearly, I think, for a lot of people realizing that. Um, you know, like even uh, after, after at, during Ferguson, you see all those memes of people like, oh, run the protesters over. Just run them over, right? Um, it's a very popular idea to do uh, or to mm-hmm. at least joke about. Um, then uh, a fascist literally did that and killed Heather Heyer. Um, yep. And now, uh, and the police seem to be taking that, some notes out of Mr. Fields's book. The yeah, Nazi who uh, we're seeing the, that behavior idea. emulated by the police. Um, so it's just, um, I don't even know yeah. the word. It's just, it sucks. It sucks so bad. Well, let's talk. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Um, it's hard to watch the news. You want to watch the news. And I will say that a lot of the coverage does mention, you know, people protesting peacefully um, in passing. But most of the coverage is talking about the looting and the police response to looters and the chaos. When what we're seeing in most of these places are a a, a, a militarized response to the peaceful protesters and... That usually instigates a lot of the looting, but like here in Cal in Santa Monica yesterday, for example, and at the Grove areas in the other part of LA that there was a big protest, you're seeing 
this huge response to the protesters, but the areas that they want to protect that are getting looted, they're not. There's not a presence there, uh, and it's maddening. It's maddening. Also, just the emphasis on the looting in general instead of why people are angry, why this is happening. Uh, I actually saw Chris Cuomo did a pretty good coverage. I was surprised by the way that they were handling it the other night where he made that case himself of like, you, you, we're all talking about the looting, but we're not talking about the anger, the the years and years and years of, of be, this issue being ignored. And what happens when people don't have anything else like you nobody will listen to you so you have to look to other ways to get attention um that's actually surprising i know i i was texting cody while it happened like i honestly can't believe this and then he interviewed an african-american journalist who was covering uh minneapolis for a long time about her experiences saying like i can't possibly look at the situation under the same lens as you do please please educate me and it was really pretty powerful yeah because everywhere CNN. else i'm seeing it is that i mean it's it's the the idea of uh I, like i'm seeing, seeing a distinction being made mm-hmm. right between the peaceful protests and the uh the looting or the damage right. um and that is more often than not being framed as this outside agitator thing like anytime you see it it's like oh well, no th- those are outside agitators that's not the protest right but like by doing that you're delegitimizing the, the thing that cuomo apparently talked about <laughs> like uh, if you it it makes this distinction between acceptable forms of protest and unacceptable forms of protest and makes makes it seem like the people like that they're not angry enough to do that. that right. It's just this other thing going on, and you can ignore but, this. This is the yeah. Th- these are like the the evil the white anarchists are doing this exclusively. Well, it creates um an easier a more digestible narrative. I mean, the truth is Yeah, people is, are really uncomfortable with what was happening, and now a, l- a lot of liberals can say, "Oh, don't worry, it's the it's the bad people. It's not the, it's not this." The, the thing is, is that I, obviously a lot of the organizers of these protests, a lot of people that are protesting, don't yeah. want there to be violence. Of course, right. of course, they don't. You know, <laughs> like, but they don't speak for everybody that's showing up for everybody's anger. The organizer of this protest is not responsible for that person's emotions, you know, or how they react. And, of course, these are intended to be a reasonable exercise of our rights. And I shouldn't even say reasonable because I'm not saying that the other responses aren't unreasonable. But but that's not what anybody wants. This is a reaction to what happens when you when people aren't heard. When people yeah, are dying. When people are well, dying. Right. And um, like it's the uh, I keep coming back, obviously, like I'm sure I've seen everyone say this, but it's that it's that MLK quote riots with the language of the unheard. Right. Um, and people yeah. have said that quite a bit uh, up until that outside agitator narrative kicked in. And now it's like, so I guess riots are the language of the outside agitators. Is that where we're going with now? Like when you make that distinction, yeah. you delegitimize what's going on. Um, and I'm not. To, that's not to say that like there aren't people taking advantage of this situation or yeah. uh, you know opportunists and things like that. Obviously, there are going to be that kind of thing in any mass protest. Um, but by and, making that distinction, it really uh, it just it it helps people feel more comfortable about what's going on. Um, but and, the whole idea is that it's not comfortable. It's an uncomfortable yeah. thing. Yeah. To face. Yeah. I want to make this point while we're still kind of talking about this stuff. When this started in LA, I saw and had conversations with several of my white friends who would consider themselves allies and supportive of this movement, being really frustrated that the first day of protests here were in the populated Beverly Hills not quite Beverly Hills, Fairfax District. It's different than Beverly Hills for people that are listening from other places. It's got a different culture. It's a lot of old Jewish families. Um, but there's also a lot of – it's a big shopping hub as well. And being frustrated, I think a direct quote from one of them was like, what did they think was going to happen if they brought a protest here? And it was like this, <laughs> you know. He's like, why don't – this one person, why don't you take this downtown – because nobody's downtown. The point is, all protests happen downtown. Also, there are people there that are being affected. Also, there is protesting downtown, you know, that live there. 
Every area in L.A. has some amount of a residential neighborhood, but this is largely a wealthy, more affluent neighborhood. And I'm sorry that that makes you uncomfortable. I'm sorry that you had one night where it was terrifying outside, where there was chaos happening. That's one night that you were inconvenienced. You know what I mean? And and shown what's going on, right? And shown what's going on in a way that you can't ignore it. It's hard for me to tell how liberals around the country are reacting. Um, I can say it was heartening yesterday in Portland because what after two days of police, largely police rioting, the vast majority, the first night there was a lot of property damage uh, by by protesters. The second day um, after local activists who were people of color asked protesters to refrain from that, um, the protests were entirely peaceful until the police began beating people in the head and face and tear-gassed all of downtown, tear-gassed hundreds of cars, um, including cars that had, like, children in them. They were just gassing all of downtown, like traffic got gassed, in addition to thousands of activists. Um, I watched at one point, I saw a man fall on the ground after a police officer hit him, and a young woman laid across his body to protect him, and four cops just beat them both with truncheons while they lay there. Um, I saw a police officer drop his stick and just pummel a man with his fists in the face. Yep. Um, after that, you know, the previous Friday and Saturday, Friday was two, 3,000 people. Saturday was three, 4,000 people maybe. Um, on Sunday, there were two different protests in downtown of about 3,000 people, and then a totally separate protest uh, that started up at Laurelwood Park, which is like the wealthiest part of Portland. And somewhere around ten to 13,000 people showed up and marched in one gigantic mass through the wealthiest neighborhood in Portland against police violence down to surround the police station. And that crowd was, there were a lot of very, you know, experienced activists who were helping to organize it, but the vast majority of the crowd were people who had not been out to protest before, um, Mm -hmm. but who were inspired by the police violence to show up. Um, So I don't know, I can't tell you what I can tell you how kind of like liberals are reacting around the country, but I can tell you how a lot of liberals reacted in Portland. And it was to recognize that um, they need to stand up in solidarity um, and against police violence if they don't want to live in a police state. So that that's what I saw where I live. Yeah, I mean, that's that's inspiring and that's heartening to hear that. I would say I see a mixed bag here. I see people that are frustrated. I mean, I have one story of an acquaintance whose parents – optometry shop was hit hard and looted. They they got out there with all the glass frames and all the things. Um, and, I bet they got a lot you know, of nitrous oxide. <laughs> I bet they had a lot of nice stuff in that Santa Monica shop. But the problem is, is that in that case, this is a small business. The, the insurance does not cover the, the loss of um, the merchandise. Uh, the owner had been retiring and renting the place to a young optometrist who's now not going to continue the business. And so this owner is in a really bad position, and that sucks. You know, to Katie's point, you guys, like I had this difficult conversation with my parents who are small business owners where businesses were being looted right near theirs where the conclusion is it's just stuff. I was looking at my dad. I said, Dad, you're still going to wake up a white man tomorrow. You're still. Yeah. Yep. And I, you're still going to wake up with that r- privilege, okay? So your bu- your your building might get destroyed, but and you're you're physically still you tomorrow with privilege. Before we started recording, I mentioned this story to the guys. I went and helped clean clean up a little bit the day after uh, the first big protest hit here, and I felt conflicted because I didn't want that to be conflated with you know being like, oh, these damn looters. But also this was my neighborhood, my old neighborhood that I lived for 10 years in love. And I was blown away by people of all colors working together and helping. And a lot of the people that I chatted with were at the protests and were planning to go protest later. One shop owner was cleaning up and she said just that. It's just stuff. So that is also really heartening to me. Yeah, um, absolutely. there's been a lot of that on Nico from Unicorn Riot stream in Minneapolis. Like even some people who had their businesses burned, and I'm not going to say this is the norm from people who had their businesses burned, but there are certainly people who are like, yeah, it sucks, but also like something had to happen yeah. and years of peaceful protest against the Minneapolis Police Department choking. It just came out today, someone counted up 44 cases in the last couple of years of Minneapolis police 
um, asphyxiating people into unconsciousness. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's I've I, I have seen a, a lot, lot of, of sirens going by right I've now seen a too. Lot of that also, just like yeah, it sucks. I'm insured. Yeah, I get it. Like I get it. That that's that's the thing. I think that yeah. um, that's my frustration. I think with the uh, the outside agitator line, which again, some people take advantage of this stuff, but that make but like by making that distinction it makes it so you don't get it um and like with yeah. uh, like something like ferguson um where like action isn't really taken after that and then years go by like i saw early like earlier today or yesterday jeff stein from the washington post had been trying to f- get in contact with um like some aides uh for the for congress and congressional aides and stuff sort of asking around like what do you think will happen because of what's happening like what do you think congress will do um, and every response was either, whoa, they're not going to do anything, or, like, laugh, cry emojis. Like, the idea that they would do anything is preposterous. Of course they're not going to do anything. Um, and that is, that's what, that's what this is, that's why this is happening, right? Like, if you have, like, riots, and then you don't do anything about it, well, the next time there are riots, they're going to be worse, it's going to be worse next time. Yep. Um, it's like when you, if you don't yeah. treat a, a virus, um, then it's going to come back and it's going to be worse if you don't treat the underlying problem, right? Um, so, like, just, like, s- seeing that, like, the uh, all these, like, militarized police in the streets and then Congress being like, no, we're not going to do anything. Um, that is a recipe for a bigger disaster later on. Um, yeah. <sighs> I think we got to take a real quick break. Yeah. Then we're going to talk more about this. (laughs) Cool. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Oh, we're yeah, back. we're back. We are back. Uh, I love to be back here now. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the idea of a cop riot. Um, yeah. Because that was, there's a good Slate article with that title. Police uh, around the nation erupt in violence or something like that, um, which I think is is accurate. Um, the vast majority of the violence I've seen, the only violence directed at human beings that I've seen mm-hmm. um, has been from police. Um, and that's seems to be the case nationwide, that the vast majority of the violence is being dealt out by the police. And I think it is in reaction 
to the burning of the third precinct in uh, in Minneapolis. It is police around the country being scared that the kind of nationwide police regime that we have all been living under for quite a while, and that and most of us are kind of white enough that we're relatively insulated from it, except for in odd moments. Um, but but we've all we all have lived under this regime our entire lives. It's just gotten worse, and. They, for the first time in my lifetime, had a real challenge to their power in Minneapolis, and it uh, was a sign to the entire country that that can be done, that the police can be overwhelmed. And I think they are responding nationwide. You know, we have these protests which are inspired by solidarity from the protesters. Well, the police are showing their own solidarity, but it's a solidarity based around their power to continue to get paid very substantial amounts of money to be violent to people. That is what the police are rioting in support of, is their ability to do violence to us without any consequences. Um, I was having a conversation with a dear friend of mine who uh, is is out in the country, thankfully, right now about what's happening. And as I talked about the police just driving into crowds that I saw last night, about them just firing into random groups of people on the street, she was like, that's illegal, they can't do that. And I said, it's not illegal Mm -hmm. if they're the police, because at the end of the day, whoever has the weaponry makes the rules mm-hmm. that is the yeah. that has always been the real nature of power and i think a lot of liberals in this country allowed themselves to forget that because they don't want that to be true but it always is in every country at the end of the day the people who can the people who have access to the most deadly force have the power and they make the rules whatever it says on pieces of paper that's how it actually is yeah, I keep seeing uh, stuff like that and uh, of like, but they can't do that. It's illegal. And it's like, well, what do you think the protests are about? Yeah. Like, that's the point, right? Yeah. Um, I do think, but I do think that like a lot of, I think that there are a lot of people that are seeing um, just every five minutes, there's an example of a cop doing something like that. Uh, yeah. That would make you like, just like flinch and go like, but that wait, how can they do that? Um, and seeing that they can. And I think also it probably helps, unfortunately, like that Donald Trump is the guy in charge now. So oh, yes. uh, they conflate a lot of authority these days and in institutions with him specifically, and they hate him. Um, so when they see this kind of behavior under him, I think it makes them even more furious where if a president doing it, it would be forgiven in a way um, that a lot of like more... Uh, aesthetically respectable leaders and politicians uh, would be doing the similar things. Um. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like if we're, if Biden or Hillary were president right now, like I don't know, I think, um, I think George Floyd probably still would have been murdered. Um, I don't know yes. how this would have been different. I don't know how like the, the, this, this uprising would have been different. I'm, I'm sure there, there definitely would have been protests. I don't know if things would have gone different in Minneapolis. Um, I do know that we would probably have less of an issue of armed civilians uh, shooting at people, driving cars into people. I think the the, the difference in rhetoric would probably mean yes. that there would be a somewhat lower level of violence. But at I also don't least, have much... Yeah. Right. We wouldn't have had a president tweeting about thugs yeah. and if they loot looting and shooting, you know? Yeah. There'd be less of this like Antifa stuff. There'd be f- fewer. Like, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I see, be I worried see a lot of, like, about the, the, yeah. the journalist attacks atta- like literally like them, like police targeting journalists and like shooting them in the throat and stuff uh, on camera. That, that would, that would on the camera, that would still be happening. Uh, I want to make that clear that like, yeah. that's not a yeah. new phenomenon. Um, it happened during standing rock. It happened during Ferguson. It happens. This is like the police aren't like friendly to journalists. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. not a new Trumpian feature. Um, and But uh, there'd probably be less of it. They'd probably feel less emboldened to do that. But they, I don't, they wouldn't fear being caught because um, they never have, right? Yeah. I, yeah, and it, it's the kind of thing, I, I think it would be, I think less people would be hurt and probably dead right now, but I still think it would be, this would be happening. And it is. it is worth noting that Joe Biden's um, main response to this was to recently state that like he wishes police were trained to shoot people in the leg 
<laughs> instead oh, of the head. A plus. <laughs> yeah. I can't like I Joe. I cannot think of it. It is amazing that man. It's a, it's I cannot the, think it, I cannot think <laughs> you couldn't write a better metaphor for the two parties we have right now. Yeah. Republicans shoot you in the heart, Democrats shoot you in the leg and expect you to thank them for it. It is amazing yeah. that he just said it's, that out loud. It's incredible. Like that's that's and, one of the most darkly humorous things that's happened during all and this. And also frustrating just how many people are probably going, "Yeah, good point." Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um Yeah. Yeah. But at least he's not the uh, freaking like what de Blasio walking around tweeting like I saw some protests today. Every, that was nice. It's calm over there. Yeah. Just saw. It it's been funny to see like what famous people have risen to the occasion. I wouldn't have called John Cusack like <laughs> into no. a citizen, getting like beaten by the police for his journalism. Yeah. Hero John That's Cusack. Like, All right, John. Okay. Wild. It's, a, it's especially amazing because I, I I keep seeing people like uh, in response to that. Like, yeah, he was at the protest. He wanted to check it out, and he like got like uh, he didn't get like fucked up by the police, but like. Uh, he, I, just all these people being like, wow, I didn't see this because John Cusack blocked me in 2016 for not supporting Hillary in the primary. <laughs> it's like, what? John, what happened? It's Wait, is it funny. true that the, 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 the Louisville mayor just fi- fired their police chief? I fucking hope so. That'd be good news. If that, if that has happened, that is. Louisville mayor fires the- police chief. Good. I have a question for you guys. Good. There it is. I have a question that's a little different from this, but yeah, they fire the police chief there. Great. Um, You talked earlier about how it was a PR stunt about all of the police kneeling. They were actually putting on their gear, you know, their gas masks. Um, there's a story of, I believe it was a New York precinct that kneeled, and then later in the day were beating up protesters. Do you think that that's true across the board, that this is a PR stunt, every police yes. precinct that's doing it? Yeah, yeah, all cops yes. are bad. Because that uh, is something I, I, that a lot I, of people bring up. Like, isn't this heartwarming? And I want to, like, in some yeah. way it is, I, I guess, you that's what you want from the cops, except that it's covering up the actual... Yeah. Story here. Yeah. Well, so, right. So, like, I see every day it's like, okay, here's this PR thing. And then later that night, they're just like fucking people up. Um, But I think there's a, it's important to make the distinction between um, like de escalation and solidarity. Mm -hmm. Um, The way, because that's what it is for the most part, is a de escalation thing. It's not like if, if, right. Like, I haven't seen a, 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 a moment where uh, an officer was like, oh, I quit. <laughs> right? Like, that's yeah. solidarity. Yeah. Um, if, if, if I quit, if defund officers, the police. Not yeah. like, if we're going to calmly march with you. taking off their gear and um, refusing to attack crowds and, and leaving, uh, whether or not they quit, if they just, if they just leave. If they just refuse even, to right, be even, even just I, I would say, yeah, that 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 well, is well. Then that they'd is real. get then they'd get fired and would qualify for unemployment yeah. too. And th- they would also qualify in my head. Uh, I I would say the good cops right now, if there are any, are the cops that have been fired for refusing to do violence yeah. to citizens. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, the officers yeah. that, like, that get fired are afforded every opportunity to clear their name and regain their regain their lost jobs, and it happens. It getting fired doesn't mean much. Yeah, so the Minneapolis police, when when those four officers were fired, the statistic is that 50% of fired Minneapolis police officers, 50% are rehired because the union goes to bat for them. And Uh, I think there is a good chance that the man who murdered George Floyd will not serve any time for it. Yeah. Yeah. When I say fired, I mean there's a difference between a police officer that has a leave of duty or is, you know, ceremonially fired for and then comes back to the job later versus... If a if a police officer decide to just say like I'm out, I support I the, our police institutions I refuse fucked this up. Order I refuse to yeah. order. They will not be getting their jobs back. You can bet that nobody's going to bat for them. Right. That's not the kind. And yeah, I'm not the, saying that that's, that's, that's happened. I'm saying this is a yeah, theoretical. But like, I can't count the number of times uh, I've seen people just be like, 
hey, this was, uh, here's these cops um, kneeling with everybody and doing this nice little moment. And then 30 minutes later, they're shooting him with tear gas and rubber bullets. It's a farce is what it is. But it is a it is an effective de-escalation tactic. Like I my talking to my mom the other day, like she was like, "What like what do they do? What do they do?" I'm like, "Oh, they do this. This is how you de-escalate a situation. You let people protest, um, and you don't show up." Because then they'll get tired and they'll go home eventually. Throw tear gas, (laughs) right? Robert, you mentioned earlier that you don't know what will come of this. And, of course, you don't. None of us <laughs> yeah, of do. of course not. Yeah. Also, we might not be the people to theorize on this, in which case we can cut it. I'm just, wh- what do we think might come from this? What is a best-case scenario in the short term, in the long term, versus the, you know reality of what will probably happen do you guys think or is this I not our know. place as a bunch I, of white I, people I, I, that know. I know no it, no it is it's our place as american citizens to want to know what's going to happen and to think about it this that that's not it, uh, it's not a black or white thing to want to know how this is going to work out I, I i think that we are what has what has happened while the death the murder of george floyd was the inciting incident this is about more than that And what we are all being asked as citizens right now is, are we going to live under a police state or are we going to be? Yeah, it's it's one of it's there are two directions we can go from here um, in in varying degrees and varying types. But it's two directions. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to wrap my mind around it because it's like, okay, on the one level, uh, you know, when you say the most obvious thing, well, this man should be charged at the appropriate level as well as all the other officers. And then you hear people saying like, well, that's not going to happen because there are these protections in place and it's really difficult to get that prosecution. So it makes more sense to do it this way. Fuck that. Let's change that. Right. That's Let's the, change that's the point, why it's right? so like, hard yeah. to prosecute a cop for murdering someone. That's yeah. not okay to say that's not going to happen. Fucking fix it. So there's one thing I can say, but that's like a drop in the bucket. I don't want to just be doing things that placate people for the for right now without saying like there's some real dramatic reform that has to happen, some real change. And that's what's easy to get hung up on, I guess, for some people. Like what is the end game of this? Well, because it makes again, it's about comfort and uh and forgetting about it, right? Like I see that everywhere of like, well, yeah, they charged the officer. So like you did it. Why are you still protesting? It's like, well, it's deeper than that. That's the point. Do you also, like that- every time this happens, do we want to have a like massive like unrest? Is that is that the game now? Like, okay, right. to in order to charge a cop. You got to do this. That's what they're saying, basically. Um, and I, it's just we- a weird, like, uh, willful dismissal of, of the actual point yeah. um, that this is a thing that keeps happening. And it's uh, worse now because the problem hasn't been taken care of. And if you're just going to say, OK, well, there are protests, so we're going to charge the cop. That's not the point. That's not enough. That won't stop the next George Floyd from getting murdered. I mean, um, the ne- the next George Floyd, a couple of them have been murdered already. already. Been I mean, yes, uh, the past like twenty four yeah. hours. Um, it, the crackdown is um, going to get worse and worse, and I don't know where that's going to head because um, there is that like there are fewer of them quote than us quote right. Robert, you tweeted something very true, which is now. The whole country knows just how easy it is to take over a police mm-hmm. precinct. Yeah, that's. Well, wild. I wouldn't say easy, but possible. possible. Yeah, um, possible. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a thing that has happened now. Um, yeah. And if it's possible, it's easier than you would think. Yeah. 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 It it can be done, and the the actual power that the police and even the military can exert over the people of this country. Um, if the people are persistent um, and and diligent and um, uh, united, is not what you would think it is because the police are can be out are very outnumbered. The military certainly has the killing power, but they don't have the will uh, a, a, as a as a force to just massacre 
tens of thousands of people. Um, I'm already seeing, I follow a number of, of people who are active duty soldiers right now who are particularly horrified over Republican leaders talking about no quarter. Like I have a bunch of people who are active duty soldiers like tweeting right now saying that like, that is a war crime. That's not what we do. We can't do that on soldiers in a foreign battlefield. You can't declare no quarter. It is a war crime. It is a violation of international law. It's murder. I do believe certainly there are National Guards people who have already proven willing to fire on protesters. Um, but I don't think as a massive force, I, I think there. I think that if the protests continue to escalate at the rate that they have for the next week, um, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, um, I think the police will never get tired of hurting and killing people. But I do think the military would hit a point where they would say no. Um, it, I don't know if it'll get that far because the police may be able to deploy enough violence to right. stop this, to crack this down. Um, the state, the government, you know, by by going after quote unquote Antifa, may be able to arrest and frighten enough people into hiding, and this may all get um, clamped down on. That it that is a possibility, but I it doesn't appear to be as of as of this Monday at three thirty five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm not seeing evidence that it's slowing down nationwide. No, I don't think yeah, it. Yeah. Me neither. I don't get the sense that it will. I mean, I'm blown away by the helicopters and sirens going by right now and this isn't even a neighborhood where there are protests we're all i think we're all in different areas in la right now and it's the same yeah. where yeah. i am too katie wow should we do should we, we have... take a quick break guys well let's take a sure, quick yeah. break let's, let's take, take a, a break, break and circle, circle back. back after a quick break just a quick one though yeah. just a quick one With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. All right, so yeah. we're back. Um, so I've been pretty open. I don't, I don't always go on rants about my own personal politics, but I've been pretty open for a while that um, I, I personally identify uh, closer to an anarchist than anything else, you know, kind of libertarian municipalism is the political system that I think I would most like to live under, which is kind of in, in, a system that has come up with a guy named, by a guy by the name of Murray Bookchin, and a, a version of it is in what I saw uh, enacted over in Rojava. And one of the things that they had to deal with in northeast Syria and Rojava when the civil war kicked off and ISIS rose up is that like the government just left. And so suddenly... The police who had been there weren't there anymore. The the Mukhabarat, the secret police, you know, kind of their equivalent to the CIA, FBI, were suddenly gone, and they didn't replace it with the same thing. Um, they have they don't have police like we have police over there. They have the SIH, which man checkpoints, um, and are uh, the kind of the terrorism police, basically like military police, and their job is to be an armed presence to deal with ISIS sleeper cells because you know there's violent people who want to do harm to the citizenry, and there do need to be armed people. To stop that. But the Asayish don't do like, they don't pull you over for speeding. They don't police, you know, people who are like, like in their homes and stuff. Like that's not their job. Their job is to, to stop violence. Most of what we, we, 
think of as law enforcement is done by groups of citizens, local communes and councils that are like democratic groups that kind of are based in neighborhoods um, who provide patrols and security um, and deal with problems of violence. You know, when there's domestic violence or something like that, um, there is a court system that things can get escalated to. But the general idea is that, number one, neighborhoods are policed and, and kept safe by the people who live in those neighborhoods. And number two, um, things are only escalated to courts when people in a local area can't solve a problem. Um, so that that's the system I like, and it's the system we outline in the women's war. And it kind of gets in with with people ask like, what can we do about these about what's happening with the police? And I I have two answers. You know, one of them is sort of the what do I think is reasonable and to agitate for in a way that like we can actually I think we have a decent chance of maybe making happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be that the officers in Minneapolis who killed George Floyd all be jailed and tried um, and convicted because they're guilty, Um, and that officers around the country in places like Louisville, places like Portland, places like Los Angeles, D.C., who have been caught on video assaulting people, breaking the law, beating people unlawfully, be prosecuted, um, and that a system of civilian review boards be put up around the nation so that police yeah. are being policed by civilians. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is a reasonable thing to demand that we could actually make happen. What do I really want, though? Um, I'm, I'm a police abolitionist. I do not want police. I don't think we need them. There, I think there are certain jobs that the police do that are necessary. For example, we need detectives. When people are murdered, yeah. somebody should figure out who did the murder, right? That's a that's a job that should exist. And I want somebody um, that I can call if I'm being raped, you know, yes. if I'm being attacked. And there should be, uh, you know, some someone. But but I don't see I don't see that the people investigating murders, uh, or the people who will respond if you are uh, having violence done to you should be, for example, the same people who try to make sure that people aren't driving drunk on the road. Agreed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> There's a whole conversation right now about the L.A. city budget, right? Yeah. About how uh, in the wake of COVID, all these programs, education, the schools, everything is, is being defunded, but the police force is getting a raise. Um, and And they talk about it like, well, you know, the thing about the police force is that we've got to have people that are trained as trauma response you know, for different crisis help, uh, help or, you know, all this different stuff. And that's not what they should be doing. We need people that are there, you know, social workers. I've saw this point. Social workers don't show up with a gun. Like, that's not a police. That, uh, that's not what I want those detectives, yep. those officers to be doing. Well, and here is another thing, Katie, that is um, uncomfortable to talk about but necessary. If you are being raped, the police won't stop it. That almost that that is a thing that virtually never occurs. The yeah. police can attempt to prosecute people and catch them after the rape has been committed, mm-hmm. but that also is pretty rare. I mean, look, even as I was saying that, I was like, would I go to the police? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I would because I feel like it's a duty, uh, you know, to report what happened. But it, it's like, what? How effective is that? Now, I had an experience. Fairly recently where I was being harassed by someone online uh, and it was really unnerving and I filed a police report and I was really grateful that they gave me um, the time of day that they paid attention. I'm a white woman. I'm sure that factored something into it. And um, also, I mean, nothing really then. But it was also uncomfortable because they were asking me questions that it was like, well, actually, that's pretty personal and I don't need to go into that information with you I don't think for the purposes of this um and I don't know it's just all fucked up I can cut that actually probably Shit, it, I don't no know no that's... no that's actually you know Vermin Supreme who is one of the only men in American politics I've ever respected in my life because I've been in spent a lot of time in protests with Vermin watching him keep people safe he has a little chant he likes to sing uh, he likes to get the crowd singing um, when things get tense, and the the it, the chant goes, "Shit's fucked up and bullshit." Yes, it is. Um, it's a nice little <laughs> "Shit's fucked up and bullshit." Yes, it is. Getting the whole crowd <laughs> chanting that it it really is nice and accurate. Yeah, um, I saw. Shit is yeah, fucked there's up a. And bullshit. I feel like there's a video of a guy 
doing a different version of that that's just like a song that's just shit's fucked up over and over and over. It's very catchy. Oh yeah, no, that there's a great Warren Zevon song called My Shit's Fucked Up. It's it's about his cancer diagnosis, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to the doctor. I was feeling kind of rough. He said, let me break it to you, son. Your shit's fucked up. It's a great song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think of a different one then. But it's always important to remember that shit's fucked up. Um, yeah. Shit is fucked up and bullshit, and we shouldn't be okay with it. And, um, you know, people were asking in the stream. I'm not surprised by it either. That's something that I... Yeah. It, it's, it's just still surreal to see just like, why did the police use tear gas? Excuse me? Like, are you new? And like, how new are you? It's just a very, ah, I don't know. We need, it's uncomfortable it is, we need to see that, you know? We need to see what's happening everywhere and what their potential is if you push back on something that, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, this is not in any scheme of things. This is a thing that we should be pushing back on. This is what we should have been pushing back on all along. And and this is the response. I, I had a lot of people asking me on the live stream last night, like, hey, I'm and I had I had a lot of people I lost count come up to me during the actual march and say they were out because of the streams that they've been watching that I've been filming. But also people oh, wow. who, you know, were in other parts of the country were being like, I want to get involved. I want to go to a protest, but I'm, I'm scared. Can you give me any advice? And I, I kind of want to end on on that. Um, yeah. My first piece of advice is that it is scary to be out there. It is scary to be shot at by police. It is scary to not know if they will let you disperse or if they will beat and arrest you. It is scary to not know what will happen if you wind up in a cell. It is scary. Um, they are unpredictable rabid dogs, and they are scary to be around. Um, but it is important that you get out there and you exercise your legal and constitutionally guaranteed right to register your discontent with this situation. Um, so, again, some basic advice for being out in a protest like that. Number one, there will always be medics. Uh, medics are good people to rally around. You know, if the crowd gets dispersed in situations of chaos because they are helpful people who generally have experience, it will be the ones with the big medic sign on their back. Um, water is what you use to wash out tear gas. Pour it over your eyes with them closed briefly, then open your eyes and continue pouring. Um, Flashbangs are frightening, but they do will not harm you generally. Um, so just don't yeah. panic and stampede. Um, I I want to chime in and just say thank you. I I tweeted this, so a lot of our fo- listeners probably saw it as well. But I used that. I'd, I I took that to heart when you'd said that before. And there was a big flashbang right by me, and everybody panicked and started to run. And the people immediately around me, I was like, don't run, don't run. It's just a flashbang. And someone's like, what's a flashbang? I said, it's loud. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Rubber bullets, there's nothing to do but try to protect your head. Wear a helmet if you have one, if you can. You know, that's the only thing that will protect you from a rubber bullet. Um, It's not a bad idea if you can safely do so to wear you know, if you have Kevlar to wear it and for body blows. But if you do that, wear it on the outside of your clothes and make it very clear that you're a protester, not an undercover police officer, because right. people get kind of jittery and paranoid. And there's always disinformation that kind of spreads at these events, too. Um, Yeah, that's that would be my basic advice and, and get out there. Know that it is scary, um, but that it's not always safe to be free. And I'll also say. Parts of it are inspiring, too. Yeah, I, I've never felt threatened by a crowd in a crowd at one of these types right. of events, even at riots. The, the the people at riots are always very nice and very kind and very supportive of each other, and there is a lot of mutual aid and taking care of each other. Like A lot of this has been described as anarchy, and there'll be a picture of like people being gassed and stuff, and... The, the, those photos of like munitions flying through the air and people fighting, that's not anarchy. Anarchy is the street medic clearing your eyes of tear gas. Law and order are the police rolling around in vehicles firing wildly at strangers with impact munitions. Um, yeah, I just can't yeah. with that stuff. The like, the, the, oh, the, the anarchists are trying to do the violence. Like, most of them literally are there to help people who get hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, the president is giving a speech right now where you can hear tear gas being fired off in the distance. Very cool. 
Wonderful. Um, oh, a quick note on the rubber bullets that I I, I said that during the, uh, I think during the break that I just uh, it's something to think about um, in regards to a problem with cops whether they get uh, trained poorly or are violent thugs. Rubber bullets are meant to be shot at the ground so that they bounce up and then like hit you in the legs or something like that. They're very big. And uh, if you'll notice, they're video after video of people getting shot in the chest uh, of cops literally holding up the gun, pointing them at people's faces and shooting them in the throat or the eye. That's not how they're supposed to be used. Um, I would posit that they know that and they don't care. Um, but if they don't know that, maybe train cops better. I don't know. Maybe train cops better. Um, you know, there, there's, there's the. I always try to split things in my head between like what I want as a person who believes the things I believe to be done, and then what I am think is reasonable to agitate for because it can actually other people can get on board with it because you know uh, the world that we have is um uh, a collaborative thing and you you can't just like I I don't think it's a, a always a particularly good idea to just like push for whatever it is you happen to believe, even if it's something that you know you're not going to get enough other people on board with. I do think sometimes that needs to be done, because, for example, that's how the abolition movement started. Um, so maybe that is what we need. Like, I, I am in a, a police and a prison abolitionist. At the same time, like, um, there's a more moderate set of goals that would make things better and save lives right now. And if I, I, I tend to err on the side of whatever I think will reduce the number of people getting hurt and killed, that's what I will push for in the moment. All right, well, well, does that do it for us today? Mm-hmm, yeah. For I today. I think it has to. <laughs> yeah, so good luck, Godspeed. Be safe. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, be, be safe. Be calm if you can, when you can. And utilize your um, legal right to register your discontent. Yeah. Take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. It's fucked up, fuck it. Follow us mm. online at we, oh god <laughs> at worst yeah. pod Twitter and I will Instagram. Say, I do love that Twitter, and I I have to think it must have been Jack Dorsey who had because I I can't see a random Twitter employee making the statement referring last night after the news broke that the president had been taken to a bunker referring to it as the presidential palace. <laughs> that was <good>. yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know Unreal. if they take Melania and the kid to the bunker? Probably not. I don't know what happens know. to them. Oh, but side I, note. <laughs> I love yeah. So, okay. So everyone was like, oh, they turned off the lights. It's like when you're, it's Halloween and you want people to go mm-hmm. away because you don't have any candy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about an old story about President Trump. Um, it's from a book uh, from two Washington Post reporters from a couple of years ago. And how he would, uh, in like the 80s and 90s, he would go on these these extravagant dates with women to like go out and get be seen. Like, oh, look, it's Trump with a beautiful woman at a restaurant. And he would take them uh, back to his place and leave the woman in the living room to watch <laughs> TV. And he would go into the other room and eat a big bowl of candy by himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I, 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 it's irrelevant. It does not matter. Uh, he's a no, no, monster, Cody. That was a very idiot. important point to make. And it but is like, very I, funny. It's so funny. All right, guys, we're gonna be back okay, later. Thanks for listening. Either this week or next. I don't know. Yep. Bye. Bye. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 